So first, I've got to tell you this. Last month, we had five Sundays. So that's five weeks. Now, if I get up in front of you every second Sunday, that means I have five weeks to prepare. But what I wanted to talk to you about, God did not want me to talk to you about. Four weeks go by. I still want to talk about what I want to talk about. Three weeks, you get the point. Thursday, Veterans Day, get a text from Pastor Vicky. Need your theme, the subject, your, your scripture matter so I can put together what I need to put together. I didn't have it. Because I wanted to do what I wanted to do. I didn't text her back. She called my wife. <laughs> I didn't, I, and I told her, I was like, you know, I, I'll have something for you in, in, in a little bit. I don't know, maybe 15 minutes go by, and I said, you know what, God? Have your way. We'll talk about what you want to talk about. And I say this because uh, we don't like change as people. And some people accept it. Some people resist it. Some people want to just keep the status quo. But then there's others that seek change just for the sake of change. So when we think about this world, there's many things that we as humans would like to change. So here's the question. If there's one thing in your life that you could change, what would it be? There's one thing in your family that you could change. What would it be? There's one thing in our community, in this world, that we could change. What would it be? But really, the main question of all of these questions is, have we prayed about it? So I'm going to leave that question there, and let's pray before we start our message. Heavenly Father, we, we humbly approach you this morning. We thank you for this time that we can have together as a church family to hear your words. And they are your words. They're not my words. And I ask that you be with all of us and have our hearts open to what you want us to hear today. We ask all these things for your name. Amen. Over the years... By the way, our theme is, don't worry, just pray, which is ironic because I'm worried about this <laughs> message. And actually, Pastor Vicki, she, um, she put the slides together for us. And as I started developing over the last few days, th this subject that God gave me, I came up with way more scriptures than what Pastor Vicki put on the screen. So when we go through today's scriptures, they're not all going to be up there, and I apologize. So if you have a Bible, I, I ask that you open that. Or if you have a smartphone, or if you're at home watching the live stream, you can look it up on the internet. But as we pray 
all the prayers that we've prayed throughout the many years, sometimes God responds quickly to those. And other times, maybe he waits to respond. And when we get a yes response, we're excited. Get that yes response. When we get a no response, it's, we're disappointed. But I think as humans, the hardest response that we get and the hardest to deal with is when he says, wait. Not yet. But see, the truth is, God answers all of our prayers. And we need to accept his answer. We know God's timing is perfect. We know that he has a perfect plan for us. And we know he loves us and he cares for us. But if we don't get that instant answer, we, human nature, we decide to ignore everything that we know about God and, and, and his promises. And when we do that, we start to worry. What does that worry do? It takes away our peace. And then when that happens, we try to change the situation or the circumstance in our own strength and not rely on the strength of God. The scriptures we're going to be looking at today contain a well-known memory verse that a lot of Christians use. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. The New International Version says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. But we want to get a little context on this verse. So we're going to start our reading in verse 1 of chapter 29 of Jeremiah. It says, Now these are the words for the letter that Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem to the remainder of the elders who were carried away captive to the priests, the prophets, and all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had carried away captive from Jerusalem to Babylon. So verse 1 shows us the context. This is a letter to the Israelites. Verse 2 says this happened after Jeremiah, or, I'm sorry, Jehoiakim, the king, the queen, mother of the eunuchs, the princes of Judah and Jerusalem, the craftsmen and the smiths had departed from Jerusalem. Now that's kind of odd that that scripture's there, but so why would Jeremiah include that? Well, that scripture is giving us a time frame of when this letter was written. So he went through painstaking leaks to make sure we knew that. Chapter 3, or sorry, verse 3. The letter was sent by the hand of Elisa, the son of Shephan, and Gemariah, the son of Hilkiah, whom Zedekiah, king of Judah, sent to Babylon, to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all who are carried away captive, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem to Babylon. Now, this letter contains instructions. It contains prophecy. And it contains a warning. Verse 5 contains some instructions. Build houses and dwell in them. Plant gardens and eat their fruit. Take wives and beget sons and daughters, and take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands, so that they may bear sons and daughters, that you may be increased there 
and not diminished. And seek the peace of the city where I have caused you to be carried away captive. And pray to the Lord for it, for in its place you will have peace. So God brings the Israelites into captivity, away from what they know. He changes their world. Did he do this to be mean? We have to realize the Israelites forsake their God. They decided to worship idols that were made of wood and metal. So God decides to punish them. He says, basically, settle in. You're going to be here a while. Because when we go on vacation, we don't build a house and stay there for a week. So he's saying, settle in. Get comfortable, but don't get too comfortable. His purpose for all of this is found. Let's read verse 10. It says, For thus says the Lord, after 70 years are completed at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word towards you and cause you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back from your captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I live have driven you, says the Lord, and I will bring you to the place from which I cause you to be carried captive. So his purpose was not to be mean or an angry God. His purpose was to bring them back to himself. Our purpose today should be to turn and trust in God's purpose his perfect purpose for us, his perfect plan for us, his perfect timing for us. Remember Jeremiah 29, as the New International Version reads, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So we can choose to worry about the circumstances or situations that we are in. Or, we can choose to trust God. And I believe that trusting in God is the better option. Relying on His grace, His mercy, His wisdom, His love, His will, His strength, His priorities for us, and His promises. God is faithful. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8-9 through reminds us For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. We may not understand why God allows certain things to happen in our lives, but we need to remember He is the potter and we are the clay. There are times that God allows things to come into our lives. They mold us. They shape us for His glory. We need to choose to trust Him in those times. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, the Apostle Paul wrote these words, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, 
with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Don't worry about anything. In life, all of us have different times when we worry about things. Am I going to pass that exam? Will I be late to work because of the traffic? Am I going to get that promotion? Did I remember to lock the door when I left? Do we fill our mind with thoughts of what could have happened? Are our thoughts filled with ifs, buts, and maybes? What ifs? Looking back, how many times have we worried about something? I know I can say I've done this a lot. We look back on it and we go, wow, that didn't happen at all. The Apostle Paul tells us not to waste time worrying. We are to take everything to God in prayer. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. See, if we allow ourselves to focus on worry, then we remove our focus from God and His perfect plan for us. Circumstances and situations will drag us down. will take us to our knees. While you're at your knees, pray. Is that will lift you up. Maybe we, our prayer needs to be, Lord, help me not to worry. Maybe it needs to be, Lord, I believe, I trust in you. Help my belief and my trust. One more scripture I want to look up today is Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 through 27. Again, that's not on the uh, board. Matthew 6. Now, my Bible um, is the New King James Version, and they call it the Red Letter Version. You probably can't see it. But everything in red means it's Jesus' words. So everything right here that we're going to read is Jesus talking. 25 through 27. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on, Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. For they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So we can spend much time worrying that we forget that the Heavenly Father loves us and provides for us. If after we pass from this earth and we're in heaven, and God was to ask us, if you you had more time on earth, what would you like to spend that on? That's a good question. And I think that none of us here would say, you know what, there is. I would love to spend more time worrying about stuff. Worry cannot add a single moment to our lives. But prayer transforms lives. 1 Peter 5.7 Give all your worries and cares to God. He cares about you. Pray to Him. Hand our worries to Him. Live one day at a time and trust God for today and for tomorrow. They sang a worship song, Count Your Blessings. 
and I was actually thinking about my granddaughter, Lucy. She's at the age where she's in preschool, and she's learning ABCs. She's learning to count. She gets so excited when she gets to a new number. But really, when you think about it, that is the start of her counting career. Hopefully, she doesn't become an accountant. She's going to count her grades, her GPA. She's going to be counting until she's 16 when she can go to, to learn to drive. And really, we should all just be counting our blessings. If we, in our verses today, we see that God was already looking 70 years into the future of the Israelites when their exile would come to an end. We need to stop worrying and trust God to be God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we approach you again this morning. We thank you for this wonderful time of worship we've had, this time that we can serve you. We thank you for this message that you've wanted us to hear. We ask that you be with all of us to take it to heart and apply what we as individuals need to apply. That may seem like something impossible to us humans to be able to apply something different, but we all may hear something different, and you can do that for us. We ask that you be with us, guide us through our week, that we may be refreshed from today. And thank you for all things. To your name we pray. Amen.